0: welcome back to return to oz minute where the podcast that analyzes the film return to oz one here comes the bad guy moment at a time i'm Tierney Steele, and i'm in a
1: room filled with red light but i'm still mike Carlucci, <laughs> and we still have julia and rick ingham from the mad
2: max minute hey there
0: Oh, we are still here, and we're oh.
2: popping creepily
3: out of the walls.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not fair. The, the bad guy's been here a while, but this is real. Like, okay, I'm done. Um, minute ninety one starts with a restored Jack Pumpkinhead asking some questions. It's adorable, <laughs> and it ends with the King calling for his gnomes.
3: Gnomes.
0: I feel like I need the Indiana Jones guys here. Ah, uh, yes!
2: Gnomes? <laughs> Gnomes! <laughs> oh,
0: so we just start, I, you guys have mentioned early in the week. We've still got a lot of gnome talk to do, but um, first we get. I love Jack's like, where What happened? Where am I? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Truly, the scarecrow's heir. Well,
1: t- TikTok said <laughs> thinking is not Jack's strong suit.
0: <laughs>
1: it's many excellent qualities.
0: <laughs> and to be fair, the situation has changed drastically since the last yeah. time Jack was around. But <laughs> oh my god, it's so. It's... And I need it because this is a very serious and, if you are a child, scary minute. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So, um, yeah, more assumptions from Dorothy about how this game was going to work. I mean, Mike, you had to study contracts, like, for real. This was such a vague verbal contract. Why is she so indignant? <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I'm not sure that much contract law was con- consulted in uh, this negotiation. Uh, one, Dorothy's a minor, but uh, <laughs> like that, that, that basically gets her out of it, which... You know, except it's a magical contract. I don't something about binding magical deals. I don't know. We'll have to wait till uh, season four of uh, Harry Potter minute, I guess, to find out. But binding magical <laughs> contracts.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, if you can't wait for uh, Goblet of Fire Harry Potter minute, I just listened to uh, not movies by minutes, but the podcast Court Appointed just did a whole episode on the legal ramifications of selling your soul to the devil. Mm. <laughs> Cause Ooh. Halloween's coming up. So they did a themed episode <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. A whole analysis of the devil went down to Georgia and why that wouldn't stand up. Um, <laughs> but here I, I do kind of love that. He's just kind of like, I'm done. <laughs> and she's like, but you said, and he's like, no, I, I know. I don't care.
2: He's I kept sounding saying stop,
0: a- you didn't stop.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's sounding a lot like the Lord Humongous from the Road Warrior at this point, where he says, I'm tired of games. It <laughs> reminds me of one scene where there's been some tomfoolery and some hijinks <laughs> that have ensued, and the Lord Humongous is the big bad leader of this raider group, and he's like, enough, no more games. I want to get back on subject. And it's, in this instance, the gnome king pretty much taking his ball and going home because he's <laughs> yeah. tired of all of this and when he says I'm tired of all of you that speaks to me on such a personal level because at the end of a busy day at work I just wish I could turn into a mountain monster and be like I'm tired of you all and then just eat my weight in things that'll make me feel better
0: <laughs> oh. I mean fair <laughs> I think we've all had to- It's just
2: weird how much I find myself empathizing with the Gnome King.
3: (laughs) That is
0: concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially since his version of taking the ball and going home is, well, you're all gonna die now. Um,
3: Because I'm gonna eat you.
0: It's so funny. I can't stop comparing it to the end of The Little Mermaid. Do I have to say spoilers for The Little Mermaid? But he's such an Ursula. I think it's the way he, like, appeared. And now he's looming and the voice got even deeper and I don't know, but I'm also really upset and I want to know what he has against the gump because this is the second time he has said or decided why doesn't the sofa go first.
2: I just find it so insulting and dismissive that he refers to the gump by the sofa that is the gump's body instead of the gump, which is the head and face portion, you know, that's like pointing at someone and be like, well, why don't we make the pants go get coffee this time? Instead of, you know, Jim. <laughs> it's like, he's more than just the couch.
0: I was willing to write it off one time as someone thought that was a clever line and couldn't bear to leave it out of the movie, but...
2: Now I think the Gnome King is just racist against furniture creatures.
0: Exactly! Um, but I do find it kind of funny that... Uh... For someone who claimed he didn't want to be a sofa or have a sofa body, the gump looks awfully upset after his Ooh. head is detached from his body and his body is eaten.
2: Well, I mean, just imagine how the gump feels. In order to save his life, he had to be forcefully decapitated by his friends. And then the question begs asking, does the gump still feel what's happening to the couch?
0: <gasps> Oh! Like,
2: when the head pops off the couch, is the couch now inanimate, or is the couch still part of it? Because I remember Dorothy sprinkling that life-giving powder over pretty much every part of the gump. So somewhere else on that mountain, there's still another piece of couch that he can probably still feel. There are palm fronds somewhere.
0: Now, see, that was our argument that he couldn't feel it because when he fell apart midair, they don't worry about recovering his wing palms or anything like that.
2: I, I just get the sense that the Gumps' very existence is one awful experience after the other. Well, and I feel well, so bad yeah. for
0: him. Oh. yeah, to have to watch that. Oh, god. Yeah, I'm since he
2: was bad. shot,
1: it's been basically a a series of a, a series of unfortunate events for him. <laughs> Since he died the first time, it's been all downhill. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure because I I thought. That the the magic really seems to be, like, like, the Gump doesn't feel the sofa beginning to break. He doesn't feel the ropes breaking, which, like, if you felt your tendon snap in the middle of the night that would, uh, while you were, you know, running over the desert, you'd probably be like, oh, my God, what has happened? So I, I thought the, that the magic <laughs> is sort of sort of fluid. Like, if you pull a piece off of him, it's not necessarily going to live on its own.
2: I that's why I hope think
1: not. his expression is more of yeah. surprise at like second 40 or so like he's got his mouth open but he doesn't seem to be in pain he's just watching his body being eaten yeah but he's like this is this is my well, life now
0: it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh it, it's uh just to keep things as light as they've been this whole movie it's like in the Civil war <laughs> they amputated your leg you wouldn't Feel it being eaten by someone, but you still wouldn't want to watch it happen.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a reason they painted the floors red in the surgery rooms on Civil War ships.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. And on that happy That's note, awesome. um, <laughs> uh, so after seeing that, they decide we're getting out of here.
1: Actually, yeah. quickly, I'm going to jump in on the script here. Before we move past it, oh yeah. Uh, so actually, this this whole pain for the Gump was uh, was a change from the script, uh, where originally instead uh, instead of the Gump, it's Mombi, and he picks up the cage and stuffs the whole the cage down what? his throat, and Mombi in a in a oh definitely a reference to Darth Vader, yells no. <laughs> <laughs> And then they do the escape and <laughs> run for the gnomes and stuff. The Gump darts over and around debris. Like he got some time.
2: <gasps> All right, BS. The, there there's no way the Gump would ever be able to do an action that could be described as darting.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love the Gump, but I concur. <laughs> he
3: he lumbers to and fro.
2: Yeah. He he might rock rhythmically. He might even slump but he is never gonna dart
0: <laughs> shenanigans i've got like shenanigans to bring it back to the prequels unless this is a yoda lightsaber fight situation oh
3: my god! <laughs> can
2: you imagine <laughs> they get cornered and then suddenly the gump just busts out these crazy abilities and starts fighting off the gnomes
3: yes! he is a magical yeah. creature
2: oh he could start bumping up against things and forming some sort of weird rock body like something out of Galaxy <laughs> Quest, where they get the giant rock monster and it's just the gump at the top at forming the head like some sort of weird junkie Voltron. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everybody stand back, I'm about to beat these guys up.
0: <laughs> oh. But he still has the same outlook on life and still speaks at the same yeah. pace. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah
1: man. so so both so the gump doesn't lose his uh, his couch body here. The gnome King doesn't say doesn't reference himself by saying, why doesn't the sofa go first and then next pumpkin head. It's just Mombi, and then they all flee.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man. Now, do you think that was changed because this is a kid's movie and as upsetting as it is and as dark as we have taken it? It is a little bit easier to watch a claymation rock eat a piece of dollhouse furniture than it would be for him to eat a person who's screaming.
2: I'm going to vote yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. I bet Disney did as well.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's something about envisioning the giant claymation monster swallowing that cage and hearing just the blood-curdling screams of a woman who knows that she's going to be probably slowly digested over the course of a thousand years.
3: Yes. And that actress can really scream. I think it was last minute or the minute before, I don't recall, when she gets locked up originally. Yep. And she lets out this scream, and Mm. it's fantastic.
0: Oh, she would have done a fabulous job, but... Yeah, but we don't. We do not so need bad. to hear that. It would have been don't, so. Don't don't worry though.
1: In in the script, <laughs> yeah. Mombi does survive because she still shows up. She does show up well, at the end as well.
0: That's also problematic. So <laughs> not <laughs> sure why. But... Yeah, um, so oh my god, I can't. That's like, that's such a change. I feel like we need the jingle from the Godfather. Like the book is different than the movie. Uh, (laughs) Except in this case it's the script (laughs) Um, Yeah, because usually the changes we've spotted haven't been as you know, plot changing
3: they
0: have been more little adjustments and a lot less fun lines that Tierney enjoyed (laughs) But yeah, I I also like his little self-reference I mean, I don't like it, this is terrible I hate him, (laughs) but it's
2: clever. Yeah, it, it fits him. Oh, I do like he says, I do like how he says, next pumpkin head. And I'm like, typical. Autumn rolls around and suddenly everyone is all about pumpkins. Pumpkin this and pumpkin that. And it's like, <laughs> he's so basic. <laughs> Am I using that right? I'm never sure if I'm using that right.
0: I
3: think you yeah. are in this case. Okay, yes. so
2: that's good.
0: <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Yeah, he just wants a little... <gasps>
3: Wait, what? Did you find
0: something what? crazy?
3: Um, I I might have, but then I um navigated away from it because I was looking at Pumpkinhead beer to see <laughs> if it was a, a a national thing or if it's just a New England thing. Okay. Uh, but then I got distracted. Now I have to okay. uh, that.
2: Oh, it's a uh, it's a flavor from the shipyard.
3: Yeah, yeah, which I think it's shipyard is really great. A label. New England. <laughs> Yeah, a New England label, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Pumpkinhead is a crisp, refreshing wheat ale with delightful arom- aromatics and a subtle spice flavor. Yeah. I don't like beer, so it probably <laughs> tastes terrible to me.
0: Uh, see, I run into trouble of... Uh, I, I'm going to have to turn in my Starbucks gold card. I don't like pumpkin-flavored beverages. They confuse <laughs> well, my stomach. Now, you put pumpkin spice in a baked good, I will eat everything. Like... Pumpkin spice goes in things you eat, not things you drink. My body cannot Uh, handle, like, coffee and dairy and nutmeg at the same time.
2: I was in a room today, and there was a candy dish, and I grabbed a candy dish, and I unwrapped what I thought was a regular Reese's cup, but it turned out it was a pumpkin spice Reese's cup, Oh! and it wasn't bad, but it was different, Yeah. and it was one of those things I popped the chocolate into my mouth, and I was like, oh... There's something odd about this. Is it bad? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> it was it was confusing. It challenged my preconceived notions on life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, what I got further distracted by whether was there is actually a movie called Pumpkinhead. It is a 1998, I'm sorry, a 1988 horror flick where a boy gets accidentally murdered by a group of bikers. <laughs> Like it yeah. happens. <laughs> and his father is so devastated that he goes to an old witch woman. As you do. And she conjures a demonic creature known as Pumpkinhead, and he exacts revenge.
2: Ooh, it has a sequel <laughs> Pumpkinhead 2 Bloodwings. On the wings, blood wings. of
3: blood. <laughs> Bloodwings. How I'm concerned. Oh, there's more. There's. Pumpkinhead Ashes to Ashes, Pumpkinhead Blood feud. This is a whole Okay, franchise. there's a whole Yeah, there's like a
0: whole Pumpkinhead wow. franchise.
2: Well, I know what you guys are doing <laughs> next.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> next up? Pumpkinhead
0: when, when Jack turned bad. Well,
2: Pumpkinhead minute. <laughs> I was
0: going to say that actually kind of leads into a very nice thing to talk about of uh uh, shocker, we don't record months in advance, so it will be almost Halloween, as it's almost Halloween now. Um, <laughs> are you guys big Halloween people, or, I, I'm noticing a split and now that Facebook pervades my life all the time, of, um, some of my friends are really into this holiday.
3: <laughs> I'm not really sure how to answer that.
2: Yeah, we've never been huge observers of the <laughs> Halloween festivities
3: yeah but rick you like to dress up yeah i hate it i hate dressing up so much (laughs) i work remotely for my job and i have to go in for a meeting on the 30th they offered to move the meeting to the 31st so that i could participate in the company-wide costume (laughs)
0: contest
3: i'm like please no please don't do that to me
0: (laughs) I will pay you to not do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know, for some reason, as a grown-up, I hate having to come up with a Halloween costume, and yet I'll happily cosplay. Like, for some reason, it's just like, you can't tell me what to do. Um, But I like a lot of... I'm not a big scary movies person, but I love a lot of the kids' Halloween movies. Um, Like, I'm probably one of the few people who still owns... The Casper movie on DVD, because oh. I have to rewatch it every year. Um, yeah. And Hocus Pocus is of that same era.
3: Um, oh, Hocus Pocus is one of my favorite movies
2: ever. Yeah. Hocus Pocus is definitely an instant Halloween classic. I have fond memories of the Casper movie, especially <laughs> the cameo appearances from Father Guido Carlucci and yes! Dan Aykroyd as the Ghostbuster Somebody else. in that movie, <laughs> so great.
3: I think I'm a little bit old for the Casper movies. I remember their existence, but I've never seen them.
2: I think it was Bill Pullman.
0: Yes, it was. That
2: was in there. He's the dad. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was all, It's always either Paxton or Pullman, but <laughs> no. it's Pullman is the dad, and then Christina uh, Ricci, Ricci is the daughter in that movie, mm-hmm. and then I think the kid. Isn't he voiced by Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Am I saying that? Am I speaking out of turn?
0: I don't think so. When he, um, spoiler alert, when you see his real life form, it's Devin Sawa. But the voice is someone else. Um, The magic of editing will make this sound like I'm a lot smarter than I am.
2: Oh. Malachi Pearson as Casper McFadden.
0: I was going to say, it wasn't a name that I had known as a kid casper
1: mcfadden that's his last
2: name
0: yeah you see the
3: uh the newspaper clippings. holy hipster batman
2: (laughs) yeah his his...
3: malachi (laughs) pearson his picture on on
2: wikipedia is you know it's one of those things
3: mr rogers was in casper wait what he's on the cast list
0: wait really yeah
2: oh it's it's fred rogers as archive footage
0: Oh, oh, that's right.
3: Because okay. he's watching it. Yep. Yep. Wait. Okay, he's pretty high in the cast list for uh, well, somebody on TV in the background. Yes, he's Mr.
2: Okay. Rogers.
3: Sorry. He's Mr. Rogers.
2: Apparently, now there's a list of cameos. There's the two that I mentioned earlier, but apparently Clint Eastwood, Rodney Dangerfield, Mel Gibson, Fred Rogers, Terry Murphy, and Steven Spielberg all make cameos the, um, in the movie.
0: Rodney Dangerfield and uh, someone else you mentioned, uh, Clint Eastwood is. One of the ghosts morphs into, uh, or no, it's Bill Pullman. One of the ghosts inhabits him and is doing impressions at one point. But it's the actual oh. people. Oh. But gotcha. it's the ghost doing impressions, but it's Clint Eastwood and Rodney Dangerfield and um, a few yeah. other people. Um, where's Steven Spoon? I don't know. Anyway, um, it doesn't hold up as well as Hocus Pocus, but <laughs> I still enjoy well. it. Because
1: <laughs> it's... <laughs> That's because Hocus Pocus also stars Doug Jones.
0: <laughs> As we all know, that is the trick to eternal glory. Um, and also, uh, I would be remiss if I do not give a shout out to one of Mike and Maya's favorites. Candy, 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 candy.
1: Uh,
0: Garfield's <laughs> Halloween special is one of the <laughs> best Halloween specials of all time. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's so not. But I, but I real, I, but I watch it anyway. <laughs> How much joy
0: does singing those songs bring us in July? Come on.
1: A lot, and it was scary enough that the TV edit no longer includes the ghost chase scene with the old man.
0: Which is crazy. Like, what do they think happens, kids today?
1: I know. They ain't afraid of no ghosts.
0: Uh. Uh. So. Yeah, we, we don't have any ghosts, but we do have people running for their lives at the end of this minute. Um, yes. Which I have the question, where do they think they're running to?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, they did walk down there of their own accord. So, whether it makes sense or not, they're running back the way they came, I suppose.
2: At least they hope. Yeah. That place kind of looks like a maze, and the fact that you've got all these gnomes popping out of the wall trying to grab at them. I mean... Yeah there's no way that they're going to be able to keep their bearings in that situation.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Although I have to give a shout out back to scary movies for a real quick second. For my, most of my life, I yelled at people who immediately ran upstairs in a scary movie, which is a terrible <laughs> idea because how the heck are you going to escape now that you're two stories in the air? Apparently, it is a psychological thing that humans, when, you're, when your lizard mammal brain takes over, you want to reach high ground. And so that's why people, when they are scared, run upstairs in a house, even if that means that now they're trapped.
2: Well, if, if Star Wars has taught us anything, if you have the high ground, <laughs> you have a marked advantage over your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But even if you can't do little flippy flips with a lightsaber, there, there is an actual reason why that happens other than to yell at scary movies. Um, so I, I like the idea that they're running back the way they came. Although, I don't know. Nothing looks right, though, now. Because you're right, it's now changing and mm-hmm. morphing. And we've lost a couple walls, and now some more are coming. Oh, yeah. To it's light, bizarre. I guess? It's nightmare fuel. This is weird, right? It's not just me. Yeah. Oh, I think we're gonna get more nightmares in the next minute too. So I might. We, we kind of lost
1: the ceiling as well. It's now, it's now the reverse of, uh, like a lot of play- a lot of movies have the bottomless pit. This is now just infinitely tall. <laughs> like all this space inside I the mountain.
0: Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> Look, I have a lot of problems with this mountain already. <laughs> before we started destroying and ripping down walls and ceilings. <laughs> It, it never worked for me architecturally. Yep. So we're going to tear it all down and start over. Okay. Remodel. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll do pull plugs tomorrow. But just a reminder that Julia and Rick can be found over on Mad Max Minute, as we mentioned before, uh, with apparently a great-named <laughs> bad guy <laughs> who's had enough of games. And we're, uh, our home base is return to OzMinute.com.
1: Or weogteogpeog.com.
0: You know what that makes me think of.
1: The magic words. Weog.
0: Teog. Piog.